Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to a special mini episodes of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm Jesse Burrell, your host, joined by my co-host Riley McConnell. Riley, what's going on? Not a whole lot, man. Just uh, still getting used to this time change just a little mm-hmm. bit. I feel like I'm still losing sleep, even though I definitely made up that hour um, Sunday morning. But not much you can do. Looking forward to some nicer weather coming here soon, hopefully. Yeah, aren't we all, eh? Uh, we mentioned on our last episode on Thursday that we expected the Jays to be busy as free agency was opened and moves could be made and transactions could be had. And boy, were they. Uh, their first move they made is they signed left-handed pitcher Yusei Kikuchi to a three-year, $36 million contract. And Riley, as we talked about on an episode a month ago, we were hoping that Yusei Kikuchi would come here in Blue Jays Blue. And sure enough, it happened. I mean, you say Kikuchi, I say Kikuchi, we all say Kikuchi. <laughs> you called it, man. You mm-hmm. wanted a lefty arm. You wanted a crafty lefty who who I just found out that Kikuchi still got some excellent velocity. Mm-hmm. Um, you called it, man. Bravo to you. Bravo to the Jays. I think that's an awesome pickup, man. And uh, uh, three years on that, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's no he's no spring chicken, but he's right in the prime of his career. I think this is a great move by Toronto. Yeah, a little backstory on Kikuchi. He's 30 years old. He came over. He pitched in Japan for years. He came over two or three years ago with Seattle. Now, his first few years in Seattle weren't that great. He's trying to adjust to major league, uh, major league hitters, and he's trying to go from a six-day rotation to a five-day rotation. But as you've seen Kikuchi develop throughout the years in Seattle, he's he's done things different. He had a big looping curveball when he first got here in his first uh, season, and that didn't really work out that way, so he scrapped it. And he developed a new pitch mix. And we'll go on and we'll touch about Kikuchi's pitch mix as we go here. Um, but you talked about the high-spin fastball that has. Here's the four pitches Kikuchi, Kikuchi currently has. His fastball is 95 from the left side. And I think I saw somewhere on Twitter that out of left-handed pitchers who threw like 150 or more innings, you say Kikuchi's fastball was the fourth fastest. So when was the last time the Jays had a pitcher from the left-hand side that could throw heat like you say Kikuchi can? I think it's been a while. It's well, certainly it's been a long time for a starting pitcher. Yeah, I mean, relievers, you definitely could see it. I mean, even like starters or lefty for us in Toronto. Um, it, I, I can't even reconcile which who I've Romero through that fast. You know, it's been a long time. Yeah, and so it's it's going to be very exciting to see this. So one of the analyzing tools that Yusei Kikuchi has. We talked about in our video last month that we thought Yusei Kikuchi could really develop for a nice pitch mix, right? Like his cutter got crushed a lot last year, uh, and his fastball was getting hot, hit a lot too. But you saw towards the second half of last season when Kikuchi kind of had his downfall that he started, he scrapped his cutter because it was getting hit a lot. There was so many home runs being hit off it. He's developed like the splitter slash changeup which gets an elite ground ball rate. He gets a lot of swings and misses on it. So there's hope. We talked then that maybe if he develops that into his pitch mix, that he can go into some untapped potential that we think Yusei Kikuchi might have. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, to see Pete Walker get his hands on this guy and to see what he can come up with as we go forward here. I mean, he definitely doesn't have the service time at the MLB. We know that. Like you said, he came from Japan. Um, but he is what I would consider a veteran guy, age 30. Um, he's going to be working with um, probably the best pitching coach in the MLB, or at least the American League, Pete Walker. And yep. if he has that splitter, I mean, I know Gosman's a righty, but you could definitely trick of the trade, mm-hmm. um, work some things back and forth with that. I mean, there's a lot to work with in this scenario. Um but yeah, if you're a lefty and you're getting lit up throwing uh, 
a cut fastball to, I assume that would be righties and it's just fine in the barrel every time. It's a good pitch to scrap. So, um, you know, let's see him work good for good pitches in Toronto and hopefully that splitter and splitter kind of uh change up you said will work mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. And so the thing about you say Kikuchi's cutter is that it was actually like really good in 2020 and he used it for a good chunk of the first half and it was really good. But then, about halfway through the season last year, uh, when they had the sticky stuff ban come out, that's when we saw Yusei Kikuchi's velocity dip down a little bit. And then we saw his spin rates on all of his pitches dip a little bit. So I don't know if that's correlation. And then he couldn't throw his cutter as effectively because maybe he can't use sticky stuff anymore or whatnot it is. We, I, I, we don't really know. But there is potential here that maybe the cutter can be better. Or maybe he does just scrap it all together. And like you said, he goes with the, uh, the change up and the fastball and all that stuff. Uh, Kikuchi, though, he's very interesting because if you take his season last year as a whole, he finished with a 4.41 ERA and a little over a strikeout in inning. He had 163 in 157 innings, so a good pitcher. And the Blue Jays are bringing him in right now just to be our fifth starter. Essentially, he's going to be our Steven Matz replacement. So if you get just what he did last year, a 4.41 ERA with more than a strikeout in inning, that's good for your fifth starter. But as we've been talking about before, there's more upside here and there's potential that Kikuchi could be even better. And yeah, he gets into Pete Walker's hands. He can make some magic happen. I mean, uh, to call you say Kikuchi a, a five pitcher and um, in this scenario, I guess is okay. He hasn't pitched an inning for us, but um, he, I've looked at his numbers and I've seen a couple of the highlights that courtesy of Bud's Jays mm-hmm. have uh, posted and retweeted. Um, he's, he's got great stuff. And does, yeah. especially the, a lefty that can hit 96 um, is, is great. Like, and as someone who's going to get a strikeout in inning. And if you throw in that elite breaking pitch or off speed pitch to induce ground balls, like that's, you're talking just shy of ace. You're talking a three guy in your rotation. Right. I did do a little bit more research on Yusei Kikuchi too, and there seemed to be an inconsistency on his release point. So especially towards the second half of the year, when he was throwing a fastball, so a fastball or a cutter, he was releasing it a lot closer to his head. And whenever he'd throw his off speed, it would be a little more further out. And major league hitters can pick up on that quite easily, right? When they know when it's coming, just from where they release the oh, ball. Yeah. So yeah. And so I'm sure Pete Walker knows this. I'm sure the Blue Jays know this. And if they can make that correction to make it seem like everything's coming from the same arm slot in the same position, you say Kikuchi's pitches are so good that he could be so much better than this. And I really think that's what's going to happen. Like we talked about the slider. We we talked about this a month ago. But you say Kikuchi's slider compares to Joe Musgrove, Jacob deGrom, and Garrett Cole. And those guys have dynamite electric sliders. And you say Kikuchi's up there with him. So it's very interesting. There's this tantalizing guy here that you can dream on if things start to work really well. I think you could definitely dream on him. I think he comes in and um, isn't the best pitcher, isn't the worst pitcher. Like, I think he's going to do a great job this year. He's going to do exactly what we need him to do. Yeah, we're paying him. I think it averages out to $12 million a year. Yeah. Um, It's front-loaded, Front-loaded contract, yep. I think that's – and in a free agency that is – gonna take off like any minute right now like jesse's you're probably looking at your phone you got it probably on the corner of your laptop he's waiting like you're gonna have to pay top dollar to get top players yeah and uh yeah and the good thing is too about the front-loaded contract here is that we take our shot on yusei kikuchi if what we saw in the second half of last year is more of who he is like he can't figure it out he's putting pitches on the middle of the plate he's still getting hit very hard then it's only a 10 million dollar 
uh, contract for the next two years. And that's what Tanner Roark was making last year. So it is possible we just scrap it, we cut it and move on. The Blue Jays have a lot of money. So if they have to eat it, I think it's worth the chance of taking a shot on Kikuchi, hoping that his upside can hit. And you, you, it weighs a lot more than what the downside would be here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think we're going to have to eat that contract at all, so though. Yeah. Like, I think I think in that, and let's just, hypothetics right now, let's talk about, he's there for three years, he pitches three full years, we won't talk mm-hmm. about the future, whether he decides to resign or whatever's going to happen. But I think, like, I think he can really expect, I think he said 4.41 ERA. Right. I think he can expect low fours for ERA, and I think with, who he's working with in Toronto, I think you'll see his his strikeout rate move up just just a hint more, which is really going to help his game out. You mm-hmm. said he was just over a strikeout per game. Right. Now he's, you know, now he's at one point. Um, what would K per nine be? I don't oh, know. Somewhere in the, in not, the not double. Di- yeah, like it'll be like between nine and eleven, basically. Mm-hmm. Which I think is perfectly fine for your number five starter here with the chance oh, yeah. of being so much better, right? Like you'll take that every time. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited about Kikuchi. He's going to be one of the guys that we're really going to pay attention to here in spring training. The Jays just made the contract official as of about a month ago. So, or about um, an hour ago, sorry. So he's going to be reporting to camp here soon. I can't wait to get our look at Yusei Kikuchi. I know we're going to do our spring training uh, preview episode next week here or later this week. And Kikuchi is going to be one of the main guys I'm focused in to see what mechanical changes Pete Walker is putting onto him. Because if he clicks, this could be the best staff in the American league. And I really don't think it would be that close. I agree with you there. I also, um, I think Kikuchi looked great in those Seattle uh, jerseys. And I, mm-hmm. I just want to be very clear. I think Seattle has the worst jerseys in the league. So just imagine Ooh. how good he's going to look in those say. blue Jay blues. <laughs> I did. Thumbs down on the Mariners, man. Uh, just mm. not a fan of that, that teal color. Okay. I, I'm indifferent. I think I kind of like the teal and how they're doing things out there in Seattle. But uh, All right, man. All right. right. Their own. Different uh, strokes for different folks, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Either way, Kikuchi's, um has a shutout in his career. That came against the Blue Jays. In fact, Kikuchi has always pitched really well against the Toronto Blue Jays. So I think maybe that had something to do with it as well, that Atkins and Shapiro have seen. Kikuchi can do it in Rogers Center or against this Blue Jays team who have had really good lineups while Kikuchi's been in the majors. So I'm excited. I can't wait to see more of him. I was excited a month ago. I'm excited about it now. Let's go. Buckle up. Great call, Jesse, too. Just mm-hmm. throwing that out there again. Great call. And uh, the Jays weren't done there. They also did add another left-handed pitcher onto their uh, staff. They added left-hander Andrew Vazquez. Now, they signed him to a major league deal. And this guy hasn't pitched much in the majors at all. I think he threw two innings with LA and he pitched for the, the twins for a while back, but he's a big guy, left-handed six foot six. So he's huge. And he's kind of got like this funky delivery to him and he throws like 90% breaking balls. So he's like, he's the rich Hill kind of guy because apparently his curveball has so much horizontal movement that it's a huge sweeper. Like as a left-handed batter, it looks like it's starting behind you and then moves all the way to the left side of the plate. So we talk about Jose Barrios having a very like aesthetically pleasing curveball. I think once we get to look at Andrew Vasquez, we're probably going to see a lot of the same. here. Yeah, that's, that would be, I don't, I can't speak for you, Jesse, but a tall lefty who throws like a, that huge loop and curveball. Mm-hmm. And we're both lefty batters, but I could, I could face that guy a hundred times and not even make contact once. Not even like close. I, 
I, I think I, I think that he, that's an extremely effective breed of pitcher. Mm-hmm. Yes, he doesn't have um, the work in the majors to really back what what we're doing here. Um, and I don't know much about this guy, so it's more or less going to be let's see what spring training brings, and mm-hmm. you know, and I'll have more of a solid solid answer two weeks from now on what I actually think, but. Six foot six, left-hander, ninety percent breaking balls. That's a unique pitcher, right? So they signed him to a major league deal too. So he is going to be in the pen and part of this action here, which gives the Jays now three left-handers in the pen between Tim Mesa, who was excellent last year, and Ryan Barucki, who some coaching staff has said that Ryan Barucki has put in the work this offseason too, and looks like he could be a real gem. So that's now three left-handers in this pen, and. Thankfully, it seems like we're going to have expanded rosters to begin the season. So it looks like all three of these guys will be in the bullpen to start. So Montoya's got some great options here to bring out of the pen if you're facing like a Raphael Devers or some of the good left-handers that uh, that Baltimore has, like Cedric Mullins. So yeah, the Jays, I think they learned last year how your bullpen can absolutely sink you. Like with guys like Delise and Chatwood earlier in the year costing them those games. And the Jays, I think, are putting a point in here to get as many good bullpen guys as they can so they don't have a blow-up like that happened last year. Yeah, going after going after him right now. Um, with Barucky Mays, I think Barucky, Barucky more of your ground ball type, obviously, yeah, was a starter yeah. for good us. Two-seamer. Uh, great, great two-seamer. Um, Mesa throws quite a bit harder than, um, I assume, this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's 90% breaking ball, he probably doesn't have much velo. Um, so a good, a good spread, let's say. You got yeah. a sinker, you got a sinker baller lefty, you got a, we'll say a strikeout left-hander, and then like a, a specialist. In the old MLB, when there wasn't the gotta face three batters or finish an inning, this is the perfect guy, like the point one innings with one strikeout next to his name, and then get him out of there. And perfect. And you want your bullpen guys throwing strikeouts. Like if they can pitch a strikeout to get out of a tough jam with runners on, like if Ryu doesn't have it, they bring this guy in and he can strike out two guys in a row. Perfect. That's what you want out of your bullpen. Now, Riley, picture this. I'm going to give you a scenario here. Say Alec Manoa comes into the game, he pitches five, five innings. And we know what Alec Manoa stuff is and how it all looks and stuff. The next guy out of the pen is this guy, Andrew Vazquez, who's just throwing from the left side, all these big looping curveballs and stuff, getting his strikeouts and whatnot. Then the next guy comes in, say you bring in Nate Pearson, a flamethrower, throwing 103 miles per hour to come out and he facing in it. Next inning, you go, you bring in Adam Simber, a submariner who throws from like way down to his bottom, very slow, very big movement pitches. And then you close the game out with Jordan Romano, who throws 101 with a wipeout slider. Like, how does that picture to you? Well, geez, if that's, well, first of all, <clears throat> they must have been doing something to take Manoa out in five innings. <laughs> But that being said, just the diverse arms that you just brought up, like that's mm-hmm. going to screw up a lot of orders. You're because if all goes well, what you're saying is you're only going to face that guy once in a game after your starters right. out. Right. And there's a good chance um, that Romano's, you know, knock on wood, he's going to go pretty clean in the ninth. He 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 seems to be pretty good at that. That for mm-hmm. me is solidified. Unless we go after somebody, but you know, I think you have to do. Unless we trade for Craig Kimball, but I think well, the ninth is Kenley right. Kenley Jansen too. But I mean, like he's he's kind of he's kind of fall fallen off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, Pearson's a flamethrower, mm-hmm. and um, what's his name? 
Adam what? Simber? No, not Simber. The guy we were just talking oh, about. Romano? Or Vasquez? No, not Ro- Vasquez. 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 <laughs> I wanted to say Velasquez, like Vince right. Velasquez. Vasquez. If you match him up back-to-back innings with Pearson, mm-hmm. that's that's tough, man. Like, what what are you going to do about that? And we still don't know. Uh, initial reports are Nate Pearson is going to be worked as a starter. He's probably going to end up in Buffalo. But if it ever does happen down the line, that's going to be a dynamite weapon we have there. Um, so those are the two big signings that the Jays have made so far. Now, Riley, I don't know if you've been on Twitter at all this afternoon, but there are rumors of flirting uh, going around here about what might be coming mm-hmm. next. So uh, we don't yeah. have anything official, but take it away. Tell us what we know. Well, what I know, I'll, I'll let you take your part. Um, I'm an Oakland guy. Anyone who's following Oakland um, knows that they're blowing the team up, which is fine. Yeah. Um, it's about to, it's about that time. Um, Matt Olson has made the move from California to his home state of Georgia, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. That's nice. I love that for Matt Olson. But what's that do, Jesse? Mm -hmm. Well, they had this guy named Freddie Freeman, and he's a free agent. All of a sudden, there's no spot for him on first base in Atlanta anymore. Mm -hmm. I I mean, can can you see kind of what's happening here? Yeah, Alex Anthopoulos was even said in tears. Well, he wasn't quite in tears, but he was very worked up, and he said this was the toughest move he's ever had to make. Basically, the signing of Matt Olson there meant Freddie Freeman is not going to be returning to Atlanta. And there was a post on Instagram from Carlos Bajera. He was the guy who broke the Jose Barrios extension to Toronto. He was the guy who announced that Marcus Semyon was coming to Toronto last year. This guy seems to have a connection to Blue Jays people and to Blue Jays prospects. So it seems there's a real shot of Freddie Freeman maybe ending up in Toronto this year. We'll see. That would be mind-blowing. And it wouldn't surprise me at all because I saw Vladdy taking – um, some ground balls at yeah. third base. Just to throw that in there. And I mm-hmm. and I said and I said I think either last episode or the episode before I wouldn't be surprised if Vladdy was a first baseman for the rest of his career. Now we'll just see because there's a lot of crazy crap happening around Major League Baseball right now. And the Freddie Freeman thing is, uh, I give a 48 hours like max time. I mean, we could be done done filming here and and just have five minutes later, have a second episode, but the crazy stuff's going on right now in, in baseball. And one of the craziest things that could happen is very realistically. I mean, it might happen. So I don't even know if 50, 50, 50 is the way you want to call it. There's three teams in the running. They said, yes, between the Dodgers and the Yankees and Riley, I have some breaking news. Yes. So, um, We don't know anything about Freddie Freeman here yet, but there seems to be momentum towards Freeman and the Dodgers. And the Jays have always had a backup plan. And this is as of six minutes ago from John Heyman. Quote, Blue Jays are making a big push for star free agent outfielder slash DH Kyle Schwarber, who's very popular coming off an outstanding season in a market where teams suddenly need extra hitters. Many teams have been trying, but Toronto appears to be among the front runners. That was six minutes ago. I love it. Yeah, me too. I feel like Freeman was their number one choice. If I, if I, Yep, because now you're now you're letting Vladdy play first base. <clears throat> there's our there's our DH right there. Yep, and a guy who could spell a little bit in the outfield if we need him too. So I think the Jays. Uh, yeah. What this really means is we've tried hard for Freddie yeah. Freeman. If they just don't feel comfortable with the terms, or if Freeman wants to go to LA, 
then that's where it seems like it go. And it seems like the Jays are now shifting towards our backup, which is Kyle Schwarber. And we will have to talk about Kyle Schwarber if and when that happens. But yeah, yeah exciting time right now. The Blue Jays are adding. It, it's so great. I can't wait to get the season underway. So what you're saying, though, in, in, in the whole grand scheme of either or whichever guy playing A, B, C, or D, we're going to get a lefty bat in yes. that lineup, no matter yes. what. We're going to mm-hmm. get a lefty bat. If this happens, I don't know what that means for any Cartel Marte trades or Jose Ramirez trades or um, who's the other guy? Oh, Matt Chapman. Well, trade. we're not. We're, well, happen, we're probably but. not. Like, I, I don't want us to spoil any other Matt Chapman lovers out there, mm-hmm. but we're probably not getting them, which is fine because we're making the right moves right now. That's why I'm talking into a screen and not managing <laughs> the right. Toronto Blue Jays, right? I don't know. Who's the, either way, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it if it happens, if the Jays do sign Schwab or Freeman or whatever happens, it's going to go on here. But that's it. That is it for a quick episode of Talk Here. We wanted to get our Kikuchi information in there, plus talk about Vasquez. Anything else you want to add, Riley? No, man. Just again, bravo, Jesse. You called it. The <laughs> first player you named in our who do we go after, and you nailed it, man. Mm-hmm. You nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. And I have really high hopes for this guy, too. I think he's going to do great, and I think that's the right call. Also, the Vasquez guy, Andrew Vasquez, that's just a great weapon. That's just yep, a great weapon to have. Yep. So looking forward to it. Um, you're going to hear from us later this week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at BudsJays. We've got quite a bit of a following on there now, so you don't want to miss out. You want to get out there. And uh, a big shout out, too, to our YouTube channel. We just hit 50 subscribers. So make sure you like and subscribe so you can say you are part of our first 100 here as we do this all season long. Peace, everyone. We'll see you again soon.